0: You are on the couch with Dr. Carmen. I am Dr. Carmen, a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida. We talk about all things related to improving your mental health and your physical health because they are both related as far as I can see in my practice and in my training. So we are continuing the conversation about being hungry is like being in love, a book by Janine Roth. We were talking last time about feeling hunger, knowing hunger, and trusting your body to tell you when you're hungry. Unfortunately, in our culture here in the US, we have this culture of not trusting our bodies. We have this culture of having stringent diets and, you know, one after the other, after the other, after the other. So she was delving a little bit more deeply into some of these bad patterns we get into that help us to not trust our bodies, that cause our bodies not to be reliable because of the practices that we are engaged in. So she said, most of the time we eat in response to our minds. Most of the time we feed our bodies without consulting our bodies. Most of the time when we eat has little to do with what we are eating. And we should be eating for physical nourishment, satisfaction, and a healthy body. So eating when we are hungry implies that we trust our bodies. And, you know, it just caused me to think about several things. And she goes on to say, um, what you can do to try to get yourself back into the habit. I love um, this chapter. And, and part of the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to help my clients more and I want to offer them other things. But what I find is that it is confirming all the things that I already teach my clients to do. Everything that I already ask them to tap into. So she asked the reader to think back on the last time they ate. Did you look at your watch to see if you were hungry? Um, Did you have an appointment for lunch or dinner? Did you pass by a window with some luscious food displayed and decide you couldn't pass it up? Were you hungry and how did you know? I have been that person where I've been fine and I've gone to the store or to the mall and the aromas get to me and all of a sudden I'm thinking I'm hungry I'm hungry when five minutes ago I was fine but the bread smells at Costco or um the smell of the waffle cones at the mall um get to me and I'm thinking well I, I'm I'm hungry. Am I really hungry? I know I'm not hungry, but I have to check in with myself to say, is this a cue, an environmental cue by the smells? Is this an environmental cue by my watch beeping, by me ending the workday? Is it an environmental cue because I know I have to do a lunch meeting or um, something else is coming up around a dinner? And so that's why I'm hungry. So it's some really good things to think about. Um, When you first decide that you're hungry, um, you have to figure out where the hunger signals are coming from, if they're really coming from your body and distinguish it from environmental and social cues um, and those kinds of things. Again, all the things that we talk about in my group's with my patients, in my individual sessions with my patients. So she says that when you are, I my words, getting off the diet train, when you are getting off the diet train and you are no longer subjecting yourself to a diet, then you need to keep a chart of when you ate and if you were hungry when you ate and after a few days, you may realize that you're eating on a schedule. Myself, um, in 2018, well, okay, let me back it up. 2016, late 2015 to 2018, I was all environmental cues, specifically time cues. And food was all I could think about. And I was always hungry and I was almost... Getting to the healthiest, heaviest weight I had ever been, which I promised myself when I lost the weight in 2007, 2008, I would never do again. But here I was going back to that diet mentality, going back to, um, I got to eat every few hours or I would be hangry and I wasn't pleasant. I was irritable and worried about where to get the next food from, almost like an addict, a food addict. Um, So it's important to track these things so that you can learn your body's cues and rewire it so that you are thinking about it's time to nourish my body rather than going on these external cues. Um, She says she didn't want to give up food. She relied on food too much. That was part of the pull, the push pull, the conflict in her. She was using food as her best buddy, um, her comfort object. And to have to rely on just hunger signals. She was thinking, well, that means I can't eat all the things I want to eat. That means I'm going to um, not have to follow anybody's rules, but how will I know that I'm going to have enough or will enough be there or will it be there when I need it? So part of breaking free, which again is this book used to be titled Breaking Free from Hunger. Um, now it's being hungry is like being in love. I'm sorry, being breaking free from emotional eating. So I'm sorry, I'm getting so excited and trying to give you all the, the, the juicy bits in here. Um, she said part of breaking free is going from not listening to your body to listening to your body. She says, we have a lot of fears about hunger, and if we wait, we might never get hungry. If we only eat when we are hungry, we won't get to eat all the things we want, like I said, or we will eat everything that isn't tied down. So I think I've been all of those at one time or another, but this is the kind of thing that listening to your body and actually tracking when you're hungry, what you ate, and whether or not you were really hungry and whether or not you were full slash satisfied, not full till your stomach hurts or you feel uncomfortable, but satisfied. That is the point of breaking free, learning how to listen to your body signals, learning how to nurture yourself and use food for what it was intended. So her proposal is And I quote, you begin eating when you are hungry by letting yourself get hungry. When you are accustomed to eating in anticipation of hunger, making the transition to eating when you're hungry may require some time. So she says that, here's my paraphrasing, give yourself some grace to make the transition to eating only when you're hungry. And to feeling safe and secure that there will be enough food and that you're not going to be out of control with your eating when you're just listening to your body. Um, I didn't become an intermittent faster until my second keto life. You know, when I started keto again, um, it was a transition because you start with keto and then gradually the ketosis, the state of being in ketosis of burning fat causes you not to feel hunger as often. Once you totally become fat adapted, um, so you're really using the fat to fuel your body, you don't feel hunger the way that you used to. So I took it from there after mm, two, three months to, you know, making myself go as long as I could throughout the day before I ate my first meal and the first snack. And then I took it to stretching it out to what is known as 16 hours fast at eight hours eating. So I have an eight hour window to eat in and 16 hours I don't eat. So the bulk of that may consist of the time that I'm sleeping and then I start my eating cycle at 1 and probably end it around 8, 8.30. But what really captured my attention here is that Janine is actually talking about intuitive eating. I did do an intuitive eating challenge. And some of the challenges that she brought up about food fears and feeling like you're going to be out of control or feeling like there's not going to be enough food all came up when I started this intuitive eating challenge. But by the end of it, I found that I did better taking care of myself. I found that it was a new freedom to not have to be so tied to the scale, so tied to portion sizes and things like that. But again, eating when I'm hungry. So I looked up for you guys um, what that definition is, um, just in case you've never heard of um, intuitive eating. Um, intuitive eating, and I'm going to use my notes here, means that you make peace with all types of food. Unlike traditional diets, you remember that bad word, that restrict or ban certain foods, intuitive eating requires you to stop looking at food as good or bad instead you listen to your body hmm, and eat when it feels right for you holy cow where did i hear that from listening to your body and eating when you're hungry that is intuitive eating um you can eat anytime you want you can eat whatever you want um but you are trying to tap into your body's natural ability to tell you when you're hungry or satisfied. And when you do this, when you intuitively eat, you let go of the idea that you need to lose or gain weight so you can look a certain way. So it's not about losing or gaining with intuitive eating, which is why it was good that it came at the end of me you know, healing from fibroid surgery and losing the bulk of the 50 pounds that I was targeting to lose because I was ready to accept myself where, where I was to um, just nourish my body and break some of those things and learn again to trust my body to tell me when I was hungry. Um yes I do still do keto. Um yes I I go from periods of being really really strict to being less strict um because that's what works for me, low carb keto type diet. And I'm okay with that. My body's okay with that. It reminds me every once in a while to back off of some of the carbs because those I can be ex- obsessive and excessive with so intuitive eating is eating when you're hungry paying attention to fullness choosing foods that make you feel good and respecting your emotions so eat when you're hungry listen to your body's signal Um, trust your body to tell you when it's time to eat Um, and eat a variety of foods I like to say eat a variety of whole foods fresh foods not processed foods um, pay attention to the fullness when you eat pause frequently to check in with your body to ask it if the food tastes good um, are you still hungry is the hunger satisfied um, savor the food this is that mindful eating part that I often talk about with my clients savor the sights of the food the colors the textures the smell of the food Um, the taste of the food, the arrangement on your plate, make it appealing to your eye and really get into it. And you know how it feels giving that to your body, going from your mouth to your throat, to your gut, choose foods that you, that make you feel good. Now I love ice cream. I don't have it every day, but I do have it. It is part of those foods that I eat. I love chocolate. I eat dark chocolate. I don't have it every day, but if I want it, I have it, and I have it in appropriate amounts. Um, This weekend, it was biscuits. Um, Last week, I was on a free week, so I ate some, did I have fries? You know, I can't even remember. I believe I had fries, but what it was is I had um, takeout food with ribs. I think I tried to get broccoli with the ribs, though. I opted for some vegetables with my fried catfish. Um, What else did we do? I wanted cheesecake. So I had cheesecake, but I split it with my partner. So there are ways for you to still eat things that taste good for you, that make you feel good and intuitively eat. None of it got out of control. Also respect your emotions. Um, Eating to satisfy emotions Like anxiety, loneliness, frustration, anger, boredom, won't fix the problems. So if you find yourself constantly in an emotional eating cycle or um, eating because you're sad, maybe you need some expert help. Experts like myself, other therapists, other nutrition coaches, health coaches to help you to use food properly, and also to address those emotions so that they don't take you over and help you learn some better coping skills than eating. Healthy coping skills do not cause you more problems. Um, They do not make things more difficult for you. So if the emotions are out of control such that they're making more problems like your physical health, Um, Your ability to get off the couch, your ability to do your job, your ability to take care of your kids or be active and involved with your kids. Um, Like a guy this weekend at a seminar, he was severely overweight an ex-veteran and um, had a one, two-year-old and could not even hold her for like five minutes because he would be so out of breath and exhausted. And the baby was complaining that daddy was never playing with her because the weight was so bad um, that he wasn't taking care of himself. He wasn't even, he was eating to cope. He was depressed. Um, He was displaced. Um, He was stressed out because his wife had had a uh, transplant, an organ transplant. So getting extra support and help for those things helped him get control over his eating and helped him to get to a healthier state. So like I said, keep a chart of what you ate, the times that you ate, and whether or not you were hungry. Um, Pay attention, look back at it after at the end of the week, say, and see what patterns you notice in there about eating when you're not hungry, going overboard um and eating when you were hungry did you eat less when you ate because you were hungry and not because it was an emotional need um try not eating your meals at regular times for a day or two if you can um that may help you get out of the hunger cycle if you are a slave to the clock um so that you can really figure out If you're hungry for hunger's sake, or if you're hungry because of the cues from the clock, um, pay careful attention to bodily sensations that you recognize as hunger. Are are you getting the gurgles in your tummy, as one of my clients told me? um, Are you getting a little bit, I don't know, low blood sugar and feeling kind of off a little slowed cognitively and you need to eat you know pay attention to that um are you feeling it in your throat are you feeling it in your chest are you feeling it in your legs where's the hunger sensation so you can recognize it when it presents itself when you decide you're hungry rate your hunger on a scale of one to ten rating your hunger um, provides objective criteria with which to compare past hunger and present hunger you know um if it's a low-lying hunger and it's just because you know maybe you went out for a, a lunch and you ate a lot at lunch and your spouse wants to eat again two three hours later well let's talk about not eating together because i'm not hungry yet and I am still trying to get myself to a healthier weight or a better weight. So work those issues out with your spouse or partner. If there are some time constraints or with your family, um, if you're not hungry at the time that you usually eat, if it's a work situation, um, bring some healthy snack foods with you or a healthy breakfast. So that when you do get a break to eat, when you're hungry, you will have something readily available to satisfy that hunger. Um, When you're not hungry and decide to eat, choose a food that you ate that day when you were hungry. Um, So be aware of how that food tastes, was the taste different when you were hungry. If you enjoy it as much, when, um, be aware if you enjoy that food as much as you enjoyed it when you were hungry. Um, pay attention to, since it's not hunger, what, if anything, you're actually feeling at the moment. And how do you know when to stop eating? Pay attention to that. If you're not hungry and you're eating anyway, did you stop eating Did what cue was it to stop eating? Because usually we stop eating when we're full. So, those are some of the tips. Um, It's chock full. Again, I'd be willing to do a workshop based around um, breaking free from emotional eating by Janine Roth. I mean, there's so much gold in here. And, um, you know, we could do that on a Zoom, and um, it would go for about four weeks. So if I have at least five participants, I would be happy to hold that Zoom. Um, It would be a freebie, and we can talk about the details, try to negotiate a good time to meet as a group for that. Excuse me. In the past, we have done... um, Sorry. My body is reminding me that we're thirsty, and we're very behind on our 64 ounces of water today. So um, in the past, as I was saying, we have done Zoom groups on Mondays and Zoom groups on Thursdays, both in the evening, Eastern Standard Time. So those would be the two suggested times that we could do it and we'll work around everything else. So again, this is Dr. Carmen giving you some food for thought, no pun intended, about how to break your emotional eating. Um, based on the book by Janine Ross um, of the same name, Breaking Free of Emotional Eating. If you enjoyed this, if you got something out of it, let me know in the comments um, and also share me out some of the highlights that you got from this episode. Have a great evening and be well.